0: Hello, and welcome to Insurance Agents Talk Shop. I'm your host, Doug Coombs, Chief Marketing Officer at SIAA. Today's episode is Applied Systems Has Acquired EasyLinks. What are the implications? I'd like to introduce my guests, Taylor Rhodes, Chief Executive Officer at Applied Systems, and Nag Rao, CEO and founder of EasyLinks. Gentlemen, welcome to Insurance Agents Talk Shop.
1: Thanks for having us, Doug. Thanks, Doug.
0: So uh, first, before we get into uh, the fact that our focus today you know, is self-evident, because we'll discuss the acquisition of, of uh, Applied Systems acquisition of EasyLinks, but I, I know that the definitive agreement was signed on January 14th. Has the deal actually closed yet?
1: No, it hasn't yet. Um, it's been through a normal review process, which we have now successfully navigated through, and uh, we expect the deal to close within the next couple of weeks here.
0: Ah very good very good so that's still forthcoming um so i'd like to start off if possible by talking about motivation and and taylor if you would if you would start off by telling us what motivated applied systems to acquire easy links. And as you respond, I'd appreciate it if you could identify any particular competitive advantages that stood out about easy links that made your decision easier. And by that, I mean something easy links does particularly well that you thought, yeah, I'd like some of that.
1: Well, that's an easy one for me to answer. I I enjoy being able to talk about what made us admire easy links from the perspective of the company and the people um, and I think it comes down to a couple of key elements. So as you know, Doug, Applied is a, a 36-year-old software company, um, a leader in the space for agency management systems and digital connectivity solutions. Uh, but also, you know, frankly, we tend to serve brokers upmarket that are medium and large brokers that focus a lot on commercial lines business or our composite, meaning they have commercial lines, personal, and maybe even employee benefits. And our product set is really geared toward you know, those medium and larger size uh, brokers. And um, there's a whole nother part of the world out there that are fast growing millennial led agencies out there that want to be born in the cloud. They want a an all-in-one platform solution. They want a partner who can not just build an agency management system for them, but add value in things like sales and marketing and retention of clients, et cetera. And so the first thing we notice is that, Um, A lot of our smaller customers and smaller prospects love EasyLinks. And when I say smaller, that doesn't mean tiny. That can be a 25-, 30-, 40-person agency. They love EasyLinks because EasyLinks has created a great product that fits the needs for those um, smaller, faster-growing, millennial-led agencies. They've they've built it in the cloud. They've made it mobile first. And so there's this whole segment of the agency market out there that just is a better fit for what EasyLinks built over time. And then the second big element of it is, um, you know, Nog and his team are the leaders in personal lines rating and they have the leading product set and product and rating catalog for personal lines business. And we think that that's a great fit for one of our strategic themes, which is digital connectivity. And when we integrate um, their rating capability with Epic, which is our agency management system, we're going to create access to far more personal lines business for far more agents built right into their daily workflows and, you know, that's a big compliment to us. Uh, so Nog's team, great entrepreneurs, really walk in the brokers and agents' shoes and understand their needs. They serve a different segment of the market than we do for agency management systems, and they're the leader in rating. And so we love those things. And then a couple of other quick tidbits, and then I'd love to get Nog, you know, Nog's opinion on this, but, you know, think about SIAA, the important relationship that EasyLinks has built with you and your member agencies over time. That's a strength zone that Applied has not historically played in. And so when we can combine forces with easy Links and come to work with you, Doug, and your team, you represent many different agencies who have different varying needs. And so this gives us a broader portfolio of choice to, to work with large market access providers like you.
0: Yeah, that certainly does make a lot of sense. Nog, did you, Nog, did you want to comment on it, on that at this point?
2: Uh, sure, I think I think some of the same reasons uh, that Taylor said. But look, I've been doing this for almost eighteen years now, and uh, I think I think I was ready for a change. too, uh, in addition to everything that Taylor said, um, I just felt like uh, we've done um, uh, whatever we wanted to do uh, with the agency size and the segment that we were playing in, and we were somewhat ready for uh, a bigger play, playground, uh, especially my team. Um, you know, as you go up the value chain of agents, it gets harder uh, to sell the products because it's a much bigger change and more impactful uh, change, and they become resistant to change. And we started seeing some of that with larger agencies, right? So I think this acquisition kind of gives us uh, uh, gives us a bigger playground to play. In. You know, we are, we are known for technology and innovation. So we want to continue that uh, as much as possible and take it up market uh, as much as possible. And I know what Taylor said is right. Uh, You know, when we put the products from both companies side by side, there's very little overlap. Uh, You know, even uh, management system where we have some overlap, uh, we were at the uh, bottom 50% of the market. We are in the top 50% of the market. And uh, they have nothing going on in the map area, right? Market access providers that uh, you guys are in. And, uh, you know, we compliment very nicely there. Uh, in general, we complimented. Even I was surprised how, what a good fit it was. So it was a, kind of a no-brainer. It was a long uh, song and, sang and dance that we did, you know. We started talking six, seven months ago. And I'm glad it's kind of coming to an end. I'm ready for it. <laughs> so, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to uh, kind of uh, look at the next chapter. <laughs>
0: And and you know it's funny because uh, what you did is you just uh, pretty much took away my or addressed my my next question to you, which was really talking about what it is that motivated you to to get come to this point. And and, and I understand what you're saying uh, as you cover that. And and so my next question is that I've listened to both of you on a number of forums uh since the announcement of the acquisition and and this is my take on it it seems that you deem the EasyLinks Raider platform as superior while Applied's management system as superior and 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 you can tell me if I'm wrong on that, then reading it that way. But I have to wonder: Did you both plan it that way? Meaning, did each of your companies see your better system as your opportunity originally in the marketplace? And Taylor, that may be a little tougher for you because you've been with Applied for what eighteen months. But I'm still wondering because it's such a complementary offering of products. It seems uh, between the two of you. I just yeah you know, trying to get a sense for that.
1: Yeah, I'll go first. And I know Nog will certainly want to um, chime in on this one. I wouldn't say that we looked at it as um, we have a superior management system. We have different management systems. And I think that's a really important thing for folks to understand. As I, as I tried to lay out, you know, Doug, in your first question, the EasyLinks management system serves a very different agency profile with different needs. Um, it does different things. And so we view the complementariness not only as, hey, we've got a great management system. And they've got rating we view it as complementary in terms of market segments served with management systems and what we call extended solutions around that but certainly the rating element for us was very complementary we have a rating capability it's much earlier stage than nogs who you know first started building his, i think in 2003 and so there's a perfect complementariness in let's take the leading rating capability in easy links and use that as the combined company's rating capability but i want to stress the point Different agency management systems for different segments of the market that provide different you know needs, um, and that's the way I looked at the uh, at the acquisition.
0: Gotcha. And nog, do you want to do you want to comment on that?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I agree with uh, what Taylor is saying, and you know one of the um, other things that they didn't have on the rating side is the uh, what we call the fast-growing uh, coding as a service market. Uh, these are online agencies, uh, mostly investor-funded agencies. Uh, uh, there are several names that come to my mind, but these are uh, Silicon Valley-based companies uh, that sell directly to the consumers many times. And uh, we had a very robust uh, technology for that, and we do millions of transactions a month with them. That's a complementary space, too. Even though there was a little bit of overlap in rating. once again, we were very uh, complementary. Uh, we were strong and MAP, I've already highlighted the MAP part, right? I mean, MAP rating is very different from uh, retail agency rating, as you know, uh, Doug. It's not the same uh, because uh, okay. an agent can get one or two carriers from MAP, whereas they have their own other contracts with other carriers. So we had to uh, kind of uh, handle it differently, how we display results and make sure the privacy is respected and things like that. So there is a just overall, if you go from top to down, there is just total, uh, you know, complementariness, like you said, all products, markets and products. Good fit. I really, I really like the fit a lot. Very good.
0: Okay, so um th- you know the the next thing I'd like to move into is the fact that uh Taylor, I recognize that you've been uh, CEO at applied for a limited time about eighteen months if I understand it correctly, and of course, most people in the uh, in the independent insurance agency or insurance agency uh, uh, channel in general uh at least know of Nog, because obviously Easy Links has been, uh, he founded it and it's been here for years. So with, with knowing that you've only been at applied, and I don't mean to diminish the term, but, but 18 months, I was wondering if you could share a little bit about your background and then, you know, how you kind of get into that whole process of engaging with Easy Links to, to arrive at the point where, you know, you, you put this deal together.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Doug. So so it's 21 months now, Doug. So now I know everything <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, It's a true statement to say I'm, I'm the newbie to insurance. And um, you know my background, it comes much more from technology uh, than it does from insurance. Uh, you know I, I'll go back in time just a little bit. just at the start of my career, I, I graduated from college and, and you know went into the Marine Corps, served in the Marine Corps for five years. Um, learned a lot about leadership and management and and people and, you know, you name it in in the Marine Corps, but it was time to, you know, go, go learn how to read and write. So I went back to school and I got a master's in business administration. Um, And, and I went to school for my MBA at at Chapel Hill in North Carolina. And as you know, that sits right on the the corner of the research triangle. And back in the, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, There was a lot going on there uh, about early, you know, internet, uh, you know, Linux-based web applications being built. And so I got a chance to start to tinker with technology while I was in school and just kind of got the tech bug and decided that I wanted to make my career in technology. And so um, I went first to work for a very large technology company called EDS, Electronic Data Systems, which was bought by HP. Um, I spent, you know, my first years cutting my corporate teeth there working in airline systems. So, you know, doing a lot of work around, uh, you know, moving the old airline systems from pre-internet onto the internet, um, you know, helping people learn how to sell online, how to, uh, you, know, you know, what we used to say, you have to be able to sell tickets, uh, print boarding passes and push airplanes. And if those things don't happen because a critical system goes down you really screw up the travel system in the U.S. So talk about a, a high, high pressure, you know, <laughs> to cut your teeth in. Um, but it was a great learning experience for me. And what I learned from that was I really enjoyed applying technology to business, but I didn't want to work for a giant company. Um, I got a little frustrated after six or seven years working at a big, big company. So I jumped all the way down range, moved to San Antonio, Texas, and joined what was a small company at the time called Rackspace, which was one of the early cloud computing companies. And just had a wonderful opportunity there over almost uh, you know, 10 and a half, 11 years to um, do everything there. I started out in operations, uh, getting woken up on second and third shift every night by angry customers who were down uh, to you know helping build out our enterprise business. I moved overseas and built our, our international business and, and ultimately got the chance to become the CEO of that company. And um, we went public and then we went private and did everything in between. And it was just a wonderful experience because... Rackspace was known for two things. One, an amazing customer-centric culture. And the second was technology innovation. We truly invented some of the first cloud computing uh, platforms and grew a very large business competing with Amazon Web Services in the early days. So that was awesome. Um, But then it was time to move on and do something else. And I went, I wanted to stay with the technology theme, but I went into the real estate facilities management vertical industry. Um, And you say what? Well, think about how many buildings there are in the world. And everything in those buildings breaks and needs to be fixed or serviced. And um, it's a an horribly untransparent industry. And so we built a technology platform that that helped really drive transparency into pricing and work um, you know, within that industry and, and helped to create really technology enablement for an industry that was a digital laggard. And that was a, a new experience. And and I takeaway from that is you know applying technology smartly to a vertical industry can really help change the economics in that industry, the customer experiences in that industry, the ability to access data and analytics and insights. And it really can help transform business models in an industry that hasn't had the opportunity to digitize yet. Mm. And then you think, fast forward to insurance. Well, insurance historically, no offense to, to all of us has been a digital laggard. Um, And it's, and it's under leveraged to the opportunity that technology has to create some of those same effects I just talked about in the real estate facilities management space. And so, when the Applied Opportunity came along, I think, wow, here's this ubiquitous industry, right? Everybody has to have insurance. And yet, you know, the experience that most people have with insurance is less than pleasant. Um, you know, brokers and agents have done well over time, but but the, the point of reference for what their customers expect from them is changing to be much more of an online, omni-channel experience. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of pressure to change in the insurance industry. There's a lot of technology um, sort of flooding this industry and creating a lot of opportunity but confusion and um, i just saw it as a place where my background and experience could help and i thought applied was a great platform a great you know franchise that has been built over time from which to really help drive um, you know the advantages that technology and digital connectivity can bring to the independent agent and broker and the carriers themselves so here i am and that's my mission i'm excited about it
0: that's excellent and and first of all let me just say thank you for your service thank you doug Sure, and it's truly uh, I mean it when I say it and uh, the the other thing is um, you know technology uh, the, and your recognition, your experience now, et cetera, uh, related to it uh, technology is something that we've been beating a drum about for uh, for quite some time, uh, understanding that it's it is something that insurance agents across the land need to be adopting. Um, but that you made a really good point, and to my way of thinking, when you made the comment that you know the technology is kind of flooding in, but it makes it very confusing. Yeah, and and so whatever can be done uh, through uh, uh, partnerships, if you will, with companies like Applied Systems uh, going forward uh, on the behalf of uh, of insurance agents, I think is going to be quite helpful in helping them sort through you know, the pros and cons of different technologies. So that's, that's a good stuff. That's some good, good points to make. Um, so, so let me kind of flow that along a little bit, if I might, at this point, then because I've heard you reference the omni-channel approach uh, that's coming our way, and and I was wondering if you might talk about that a bit, because I think it relates to what you were just talking about in terms of how that trail of technology is coming along. Yep. Um, and so, what does that mean to insurance agents? And then I'm hoping to, you might talk a little bit about a little bit about how the acquisition kind of fits into that whole process.
1: Yeah, well, Nog knows this one much better than I do. I'll give you my point of view, but then let's bring Nog into this one too, because sure. you know, with Easy Links Five, right, his whole point was to make it easier and mobile first, et cetera. But you know, look, I think that the the, the up to the, up to you know recently, um, most agency management system um, and most InsurTech solutions have focused on solving problems in the four walls of the of the um, agency itself, right? Creating workflows and productivity and automation and analytics for things that happen inside the four walls but if you step back on the on the one hand on the on the you know outside those four walls digital connectivity to your customers to your insureds is critical and then on the other side digital connectivity to your carriers is also critical i call digital connectivity in this industry the lifeblood of innovation where you have it you can see seamless delightful simple online 24/7 available ways to work whether those are digital complemented with phone calls or in person visits but where you don't have digital connectivity, you get broken offline, you know, frustrating processes. I'm going to email you a set of PDFs, and you're going to print those out and fill in some things, and then you got to scan it and send it back to me. And then I'm going to tell you, you missed some data, so I'm going to send it back to you and put, oh, umpteen back and forth emails and phone calls, et cetera. And those are very frustrating for end-user um, insurance uh, you know, customers, but also, frankly, very frustrating for agents and brokers when they deal with their carriers who put them through the same thing. And so when I talk about omni-channel, I'm talking about leveraging the power of digital connectivity, mobile-first technologies. Almost everybody working in an agency today or who is a customer of an agency carries an iPhone or an Android phone around and is, is so used to outside of the insurance agency you know, having these delightful experiences, whether those are consumer apps they use or business apps they use in other industries like banking. And then they come back into insurance and they say, why am I forced to go through this broken offline got to call you sometime type experience. And so the point of reference is changing for what people expect. And that's raising the pressure, raising the bar. I'll I'll give you a good example here. Indio is um, an acquisition that Applied made just a little bit over a year ago. And the reason we made it, it's a classic example of an insurance agent being able to extend a simple online TurboTax-like experience to their end insured at the time of commercial lines application or renewal. Indio is a workflow tool that lets you say, here, it's time for your renewal. I already have all of this information from you from last time, so I'm not going to ask for it all from you again. By the way, it's a smart form generator, so it deduplicates all the various carrier forms, asks you one set of questions, and in a very simple way allows the agent to collect pristine risk data, uh, which is now structured data and usable for reporting down the road and analytics, et cetera. And it really creates productivity uh, and simplicity for the agent, but it creates a lot of customer stickiness and differentiates them for their customers. So that's a perfect example of what I mean by an omni-channel experience. It's cloud-based, it's online, it's simple, it's great workflow for both the agent as well as for the insured. And then it allows you to digitally submit that information directly to the carrier, which then starts the productivity beat on the other side between the broker and the carrier. So that's a great example of what I mean by omni-channel. And I think the stakes are only getting higher for brokers and agents to catch up and create those delightful experiences for their insured. Um, but Nog, you guys have been working on things in Easy Links for a long time that are about you know the same theme. So maybe talk a little bit about your points of view here.
0: So before we do that, just one quick question, if I might, uh, to follow up, uh, Taylor, is that uh, on that Indio uh, software or company purchase. Um, do, do that capability that you just described is that something that you would see integrating the technology into your current systems, or is that something that will be kind of like a sub-menu option going forward?
1: Yeah, it will. Look, it's it's integrated. So what we've done now is we have done the first level of integration with Epic, which is our AMS. Yep. And so when you're working in 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 India today, you can have uh, you know a fairly seamless experience, and that will get more seamless and embedded in Epic as we go forward. Um, so thinking about the user experience, if you're an Epic customer, uh, an Epic agency, and you've and you've purchased Indio, we want you to have a, a, a nice, you know, easy place to work when you're doing your commercial lines work, and we want that to be fully integrated with your AMS, so there's no double keying, et cetera. And so that's the the vision for Indio, and we're we're well along that path now. And and vis-a-vis how this might this theme might fit with the acquisition of EasyLinks, I'll, I'll let Nog talk about it. But we think there's also an opportunity to potentially extend Indio and connect it into the EasyLink space as well. Uh, but Nag, I don't know if you want to join in here.
0: Yeah, please.
2: Um, yeah, um, I agree with uh, uh, Taylor on that. Um, I think I think uh, the, uh, the wave of uh, uh, mobile platform and cloud-based platform is finally catching up with our industry. Um, I think uh, we recognized that uh, three years ago, and uh, Taylor kind of hinted at that. Uh, we came up with a new platform called EasyLinks 5. Doug, you might might know that. we rolled out uh, the new platform to your agencies. Yep. Uh, so the the three core uh, focus areas there was to make it fully mobile enabled uh, for the first time uh, in EasyLinks 5, which has rating in it. Uh, you can completely code uh, using your smartphone. Uh, I'm so excited because I wanted this 10 years ago. Uh, finally we were able to do it. Uh, you can do the whole uh, whole code, just like you would do on a desktop. There's no uh, change in experience at all. And uh, cloud-based, uh, because one of the things about millennials is that they want to be able to work anywhere. They don't want to tie themselves to a physical computer or a desktop computer or remote connections or something like that. Right? And the other thing that they really crave is exchange of information, free flow of information between various vendors. That's a new trend. I think I think uh, what Apple did, what Android did, and all the other companies have did, Salesforce have done, has kind of defined the standard for that, right? Through marketplace and app app marketplace and things like that. That's also very important. So we did focused on we did focus on three areas, right, uh, to build that user uh, inspired. It's been it's been completely rolled out now, and we're going to continue to uh, go down that path. Uh, and and kind of mobile enable the rest of the product and make it truly cloud-based. As you know, Easylinks is almost 18 years old, architecture, uh, 15, 16 years old. Hmm. And hmm. we are operating in a, what we call a hybrid cloud. So it is it is a cloud that we maintain, but instead we want to go into public cloud. So some of the accessibility and and uh, access to uh, uh, services and things like that will become easier and scalability will become much easier, right? right. Now, as far as Indio, um, one of the focus areas for us has been uh, our client center product. Our client center is what uh, our customers uh, will host on the website uh, to service their clients, policyholders, right? That includes making policy changes, requesting changes, paying bills, um, and and requesting records and things like that, right? So our plan uh, is to see if we can integrate uh, into that. Uh, because Indio is a fantastic product. Uh, and I was, uh, for the first time, I saw the product uh, last week and I was, uh, the first thing I did was to send an email to Taylor saying what a great acquisition it was. Because we've been wanting to build something like that for a long time. It really makes commercial uh, very easy. It reminds me of uh, the early days of personalized rating when we built the product, but except it's for uh, commercial. Right? So we want to kind of Integrate that and make that part of uh, our client center product, so or something like client center. We still are sorting through a lot of things internally between the two companies. Uh, but the bottom line is, we want to make the uh, policy holder uh, in control, which is what uh, the world wants right. That's what the consumers want. They want to be able to control everything on their own, and they want to get help when they want to in the in the in the channel they want, to, right? So that's kind of the focus area. Uh, I don't think that's going to stop uh, from our end. We'll continue to uh, push those boundaries. Yeah. Um, so.
0: I would argue that uh, that has been that way <laughs> for a long time. Meaning, the consumer wants what the consumer wants, and the technology is finally allowing uh, all of us <laughs> as business people to uh, to kind of catch up to that uh, approach. But um, I'm gonna I'm going to skip over. Uh, a, a little bit of what you might have anticipated at this point, just giving a, an eye to the time. And I'm I'm wondering if I could just ask about whether or not there will be immediate implications to clients of Easy Links or Applied Systems as a result of the acquisition. And and you know, such as I'm I'm wondering, are there commitments to service levels uh, for clients of both your organizations now and then in the long term?
1: I'll, I'll take lead on that, yes, um, so applied has a twenty four seven obviously service and support capability that we're very proud of. you know our, our customer satisfaction scores are very strong, and you know we liked the fact that at EasyLinks, when we did our research, you know they've got very high NPS scores, their customer loyalty is very high, and it's on the back of again the quality of the products they build, but also the people who take care of them when they need help. So you know we're not um, in the business of you know um, spending money to acquire EasyLinks and then screwing it up. By you know disappointing the customers, and so we will have and have committed to customers of both companies that they will experience no interruption to their service, to their support, the people they work with, etc. Um, and look, that's a really important part of getting this right. Um, you're a fool if you you know try to bring something in and and either you know lose the important people that take care of customers, or uh, you know try to save a buck by uh, you know uh, cutting some costs and then you know disappointing your customers. So. We've been very clear that there is no immediate change um, over time. As Nog mentioned, you know, we, because the deal hasn't closed yet, we've been prohibited from getting into a certain amount of detail together. But we will work on a, on a post-merger integration plan that allows us to keep the customer at the forefront. Both of our organization are very customer-centric. Um, and you know, it, initially, we've made commitments that if you feel any change whatsoever, you know who to call and make sure you let us know. But we feel pretty comfortable that, our customers will, will find this to be a pretty seamless change.
0: So, okay. Uh, and that's, that's good to hear what I'm wondering. I'm, I'm kind of looking at some other thoughts I've had here in terms of, as you mentioned, there are going to be changes, things, you know, that's the nature of acquisitions, but uh, do you have a plan in place in terms of communicating changes or system enhancements or changes uh, as you go along to your clients?
1: Absolutely. I, I think I'll let Nog talk about how they communicate to their customers because I've actually really enjoyed and admired you know, the different forms they create for their customers. But you know, we we are a very communicative company as well. And you know, we tend to on a very regular basis communicate to our customers about changes um, that are coming. For instance, in Epic 2021.1. We have a customer success program that you know comes alongside customers and helps them understand how to use our products and get you know best practice value out of those products. So I I would say, you know, both companies, I feel very comfortable that we've got experience with transparent and frequent communications with our customers. um, And I wouldn't see any change to that other than potential positive change, because whenever you join forces with a new team, you get a chance to compare who does what and pick up new ideas and best practices that you then transfer to the other company. Um, So that's my point of view on it. And Nog, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, your thoughts on how you communicate with your customers and commitments to them?
2: Yeah, we're, uh, we are more uh, millennial focused. Uh, so we have a uh, monthly uh, news links letter uh, that talks about all the various things that we're doing. That's our primary uh, means of communicating with our customers. And uh, it, it comes along with a uh, live session, right? Uh, video session, live session uh, that is done by our internal staff uh, that complements the uh, news links articles and talks about uh, brings uh, the product managers or uh, Know, uh, some VP level people to come and comment on uh, the article so that's kind of generally how we've communicated uh, we also have uh, extensive communication on Facebook uh, and uh, LinkedIn and other social media websites uh, Twitter so we kind of do more the millennial focused uh, communication in general
0: I, I will comment uh, from a uh, uh, partner perspective from uh, in terms of SIA and easy links that those live uh, ongoing sessions that uh, that easy links has has uh, has utilized uh, for quite some time now we, we make those available and share that information, make those available to our members, share that information with our members, and we also obtain the recordings of those and allow our members to go into our members web portal. Uh, whenever it's convenient for them, I mean that's available to our members twenty four seven. So that's been helpful, uh, and it's been a nice approach. And I just wanted to comment on that uh, since since Nog was referencing
2: it. Thanks, guy.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, and and so I I just wanted to now ask the question of as we go forward in you know I, I realize the deal is not yet uh, consummated, but that it it will be in a couple of weeks. Do you ever anticipate, and I guess it's Taylor. This is more to you, that uh, you know that the acquisition results in bringing um, the systems together. I know you've stated that you know they, they have been complementary; that they are complementary systems, uh, and that you know they would they'll they'll work well together going forward. But do you ever envision a point in time when the 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 two come together uh, in terms of systems, and they're kind of serving all? clients from A to Z, or is that just too far fetched?
1: Well, look, I would say never is a big word, but I can <laughs> tell you we we have no concept at this point in time that that we would be, you know, saying, hey, let's, let's, let's merge and have a single agency management system. Um, as you know, agency management systems are big complex beasts. They're very mm-hmm. complex pieces of software. They take years to build, they have a, a lot of capability within them. And also, frankly, you know, if customers have to migrate um, off of an agency management system to another one, that's a heavy piece of work and a burden on the agency itself as well. And, and so our point of view now is that we will get, you know, the deal closed. We'll get into more detail around the d- various products. But we intend to have a two agency management system strategy um, that serve different elements of the market with different needs. There will be differences by design in the products and what they do to meet the needs of, of those different market segments. Um, but I would say I feel very comfortable. You, don't ask me about 10 years from now, but I feel very comfortable for the foreseeable future, meaning years, that we will have a two AMS strategy because, again, they do different things and serve different needs.
0: Sure, and I appreciate you commenting on it. So I have an eye to the clock, and I'm, I'm just wondering that, uh, you know, this has been a full discussion, and I realize that we could go on. Uh, but what I'm wondering is that do either of you I have anything you'd like to say to our listeners and bear in mind that although this podcast is sponsored by SIAA, we do share it with all. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very public uh, across the country. So do you have anything you'd like to say to the listeners regarding the acquisition or the combined company um, or even the future of technology in the insurance uh, agency channel, the independent channel?
2: Nog, do you want to go first? Uh, Sure. Uh, First of all, um, I do want to thank SIA uh, for being a great customer. Uh, You guys have been a great, uh, right from early on. You guys uh, got on the platform, if I remember, very early 2005. That was very early days and you've been a great supporter. uh, And uh, I want to thank you guys for all that. Uh, it's just been a fantastic uh, relationship. I've enjoyed talking to you, Matt, and everybody else. Thank you. Uh, I couldn't have asked for a better partner than you guys. Thanks. Um, my my one, one comment about agencies in general is that you cannot avoid technology anymore, right? I mean, if the technology is a given, most of the problems, we are in a knowledge industry. We handle data and knowledge uh, for the most part. It's very important for agents to adopt technology very quickly Most of their problems can be solved through technology. And also, it's important for agents to know that um, technology is not an investment. It's not an expense, but it's an investment. Uh, You know, you have to, you cannot uh, look at it as like, oh, I'm spending so much money, right? It's not because, you know, you need to look at how much value you're going to get by spending. If they don't think like that, it's going to be very difficult for them to solve some of the basic problems a lot of the agencies are dealing with on a daily basis.
0: And that is good information. Taylor, how
1: about you? Yeah, I, I would just say a, a couple of things. I, I couldn't agree more with Nog on the notion that um, you know I always think any company you're in today better be a technology company that specializes in X, uh, because if you're not a technology company and leveraging technology well, somebody else will. And the stakes are just changing for what your customers want and need, for the productivity requirements that technology can deliver to make you more competitive, for the ability to structure and use data to create insights. And so I always tell people, look, don't don't look at technology as a project that you have to do. Look at it as an investment that you have to manage to get a return from. And those are two very different mentalities. Um, And look, technology has found the insurance space. If you just look at the number uh, of dollars being invested from venture capital and private equity and insure tech deals over the past several years, um, you look at the consolidation that is happening in the broker space of the bigger getting bigger. And as they get bigger, they're bringing in people from outside the uh, the world who specialize in technology to create scale and standardize, you know, outcomes and consistent agent and and customer experiences. And so, I think the future is exciting um, in for the insurance agency, uh, the independent agency, and the carriers. Um, but but you have to really take an investment mindset and manage your investment in technology well to get your return. Our hope with this combination is that we bring more choice of technology options to the market that we are able to create more digital connectivity together because we represent far more agencies together than we do separately, and leveraging digital connectivity like rating capabilities and digital submissions for commercial lines work. These are real productivity drivers for the independent agents. And also, frankly, they're good for the carriers as well, and they strengthen the partnership of the distribution ecosystem. So together, we hope that we'll be able to bring more technology choice, more digital connectivity solutions more productivity, more opportunities for agents to get simpler to do business with, with their end insured. Um, and that's our passion. And Nog and I share that passion together. Um, I love Nog's team because there are a bunch of entrepreneurs who are very dissatisfied with the way insurance works today. And they've been on a mission to make it better. And as a 21-monther into the industry, I'm dissatisfied with how insurance works today. And I want to help make it better. And so I feel like we're joining up with a bunch of like-minded people here and now we've just got a bigger combined, you know, set of scale and brains to go attack these problems and build valuable solutions for people. So I'm pretty fired up about it.
0: Okay, well, that is well said and uh, and, and and aptly timed because we are in fact running out of time. So I'd like to uh, I'd like to thank you both for joining me today and sharing with our listeners uh, your companies and systems impact so many insurance agencies today, and I think. From your words, you both realize that, and obviously from your from your decision here to move forward together. Um, so, thank you very much. I appreciate you joining me today, and and just so everyone remembers, our guests have been Taylor Rhodes, Chief Executive Officer of Applied Systems, and Nag Rao, F- uh, CEO and founder of Easy Links, and uh, as always. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of Insurance Agents Talk Shop. I'm Doug Coombs, Chief Marketing Officer at SIAA, and I hope you'll join us next time. To learn more about SIAA, the largest alliance of independent insurance agencies in the U.S., please visit SIAA.com. And of course, you realize that if you'd like to learn more about Taylor or Nog or their relevant companies, you can visit them at AppliedSystems.com or EasyLinks.com. Thank you again, both. Have a great one.